0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. Last night was what the playoffs are all about. We had overtime. We had a game winner. We had an epic Celtics comeback and we also had star collapses. We had an underdog steal one from the champs at home. Unfortunately, part of this time of year it also includes injuries and we saw that with Chris Middleton and we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, let me see if I can do that. I want to get all the analysts catchphrases in here. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get it. Roll my tape producer bods baby. (laughs) Well done.
2: This is the exciting time of the year in the NBA.
3: Circle around. It's Joel. He turns. He fires.
4: catch, a turn, a shot, and a score. Joel Embiid world. We're just living in it right now.
1: Man, what a night it was. And how lucky are we that we get to cover this league The impossible seems to happen literally every night. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by NBA champion Kendrick Perkins, two-time WNBA all-star Shanae Agumake, and my favorite person on the panel, senior writer Zach Lowe. Adrian Wojnarowski is going to be by shortly with an update on Chris Middleton. Yeah, you're my favorite. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> but we're sisters, so we good. Yeah, no, this is family. This is favorite. That's how it works. All right, we're going to start this show with Kevin Durant and how the Celtics defended him, because I know that some say he wasn't locked down, but it certainly looked like it, Chine.
4: Yeah, exactly. When you look at the stats, okay, maybe 27 points. You're like, okay, that's a good KD night, but really it was how they sort of forced him to miss in the crucial elements. You see how many times the Celtics defenders, and right there, that was a key possession, and and one son, but watch out how many Celtics defenders are guarding KD getting deflections and get going. And that's literally what motivated uh, the second half Spurs. Jalen Brown, one for six from the field goal, two turnovers, when double team. The key number here is not 27, it's six. Katie had six turnovers on the night. And look how many people are in his face. Big block. How often do you see Kevin Durant get his that's shot Twice blocked in two
5: games. Twice in two games.
4: And rarely, if ever, to answer your question, Malika, this is the number one defense in the NBA. Mm. And they're showing you exactly why. Because everyone's committed. Katie gets to a spot still out of rhythm does it you know he's not able to knock it down this has been the story of the night their playoffs defense wins games here well here's Steve Nash after the game
6: well I think they're, they're being physical um, you know you know, they're up and into him, grabbing him, holding him, all that stuff you come to expect. You know, it has been uncomfortable. He you know, doesn't look too, like he's been able to quite get his rhythm.
3: It's on both ends. We want to make him work defensively. Offensively, we want to have bodies on him at all times. Try to speed him up a little bit and throw some
0: different looks at him. It can't be easy. We just follow the game plan, and as best as we can, try to make it tough for him.
7: Like, playing two or three guys on me sometimes, I'm off the ball. They, you know, mucking up actions when I run off stuff. is I see Horford leaving his man to come over to hit me some time. He's playing. Two or three guys hit me wherever I go, you know? And that's just the nature of the beast in the playoffs. They're doing a good job. They're going to need to figure it out.
1: KD really struggled in the second half. He missed all 10 of his shots, mostly in the mid-range area. You can see it there. In fact, he was just the second player in the last 25 seasons to go 0 for 10 with four or more turnovers in a half, including the regular season. And I feel like someone on this panel might have seen this coming.
5: KD got punked yesterday. And, and for the first time, I haven't seen this Kevin Durant in a long time. They were getting physical. They were pushing him off the spot. KD was flailing and flopping everywhere. For the first time since Giannis Antetokounmpo, i never seen anybody guard Kevin Durant straight up and block his shot. The fact of the matter is, they were into Kevin Durant
4: last night. <laughs> if I said what I said was a fake, I said what I said when I said it and you should listen. I like the perk, Man, perk, listen.
2: perk, you know, split screen. There oh, yeah. was a lot of perk. There was a lot of <laughs> perk
1: going on. There's always a lot of perk, even when it's just one of them, but that was a lot of perk. We've reached one of my favorite points of the show, though, today, when perk goes to the board
4: and yells, Freeze! Freeze! freeze. <laughs> is, is it going to actually freeze this time? That's well, the question. W- let's see,
1: because perk, we just heard you say the Celtics, they punked KD in game one. What you see in game two? Let's see it at the big board.
5: Uh, the exact same thing. Oh, let me get up from here. All right, look. You need some icy it's, hot? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I've been, I'm straight. Listen, this is what we have to realize. The Celtics' identity is a reflection of their coach, right? So, look, they're getting physical with them, They're mucking him up. Freeze! There we go. Freeze! Here it is. Grant Williams. Always knowing where he's at. Meeting them early. Look, Kevin Durant doesn't like this. All of a sudden, you have another bump communicating on a switch. Jalen Brown takes him. Look, fighting him for a position. Al Horford. Look at him. Getting into the mix. See, all this wears on you throughout the course of the game. People don't realize it. So here we go again. Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Grant Williams, three versatile uh def- defenders at the wing. Here it go. Mucking it up, switching, not letting Kevin Durant get position, bodying him up, look, taking the contact. He's showing help. All of a sudden he rides to shoot. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum is one of the few guys that could jump up elevate and, and uh challenge Kevin Durant's shot. This is what I'm saying. Look, KD can fake it if he won't, but the fact of the matter is the boys from the Celtics are ready. They're about that action, and he's been punked for a second straight
1: game. Honestly, I'm just glad we could get that. Free!
4: Yeah, no, Freedom <laughs> yeah, free
1: there for you. The Celtics. Mm-hmm. They did throw a lot at Kevin Durant. I've covered him for several years now and I still believe that he is the best or most skilled, at least, basketball player on the planet right now. But he was shut down. It doesn't look like it right now to me. So, Zach. Is it the defense that Perk just pulled out for us or something else going on that
2: you First see? of all I want to clarify with Perk so the Celtics are them boys but the Heat are them goons. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, Actually, that's yeah. It goes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I just want to make sure.
4: Them uh, boys, uh, them goons. This is about
2: this is about the Celtics. <laughs> this is about the Celtics defense for the last 45 games. Mm. 50 games. The Celtics have been Maybe the best defense I've ever seen. There are no weak spots to pick at. They switch everything. They don't make mistakes. And the Nets, when you give the Celtics two non-shooters away from the ball, which almost every Nets lineup has, whether it's Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, Andre Drummond, some combination of those two, they help. They close space. They recover. They don't make mistakes. There's no place to go. The one thing I will say about KD something's going on with his handle. Like, he's just losing mm. the ball. He's getting sloppy no. with it. The Celtics are taking it away from him. He's dribbling off his foot. Some of those turnovers are like, what, what's going on here?
4: And I think it could be an exhaustion factor, you know, knowing that he has to work so hard for every possession. But the biggest point here is they're doing it without Robert Williams. And a lot of people thought that they might stumble without him defensively. Guess what? I think that's allowed – what did they say? Like, the rising tide raises all boats, right? I think the mentality, like you said, Perk, with Coach Ime Adoka saying, we can get back in this competition starting at the January 1 of this year with defense. Then you get defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Then you have Al Horford, which you got to respect the vet that's willing to go toe-to-toe outside the three-point line laterally with most of those guards. And then, you know, then you start getting in your defenders or who you're defending's head, right? KD, I don't think people are in his head, but things are not easy. The world is very difficult for him on a normal basis. Now this is the playoffs where there's strategic game plans. And I think, you know, Brooklyn has been so predicated on their offense that I think at this point people know okay if we shut down KD and we limit Kyrie we know we have a shot at winning games so they found a strategy that they're fully bought in on and that's defensive. Well Kyrie after a dominant
1: game one he struggled last night especially in the second half right going one for seven in the final two quarters. His last field goal attempt of the fourth quarter it came at the 422 mark. So Kyrie finished with 10 points. Here he is on what's ailing the
6: Nets.
3: To be honest with you, we don't really have time to be disappointed um, and to hold our heads. This is this is part of uh, playoff basketball and learning routine. team. You know, it's no time for me to look at my individual stats and what I need to do. It's just, uh, I want us to continue with that effort, and I believe we can do it, and we just got to show it. And And I don't want us to worry about it in the series and make excuses on why things are not going um, right for us. It's just time to kind of just strap up the boots and get the ammo ready
1: today you mentioned a little bit of fatigue. Since March 23rd, Kyrie and KD Whew. have played every game for the Nets. And in that time, they are the only players in the entire NBA to play 500 plus minutes, including the regular season play in and the playoffs. Exactly. So both players, they've also led the league in minutes played per game. Mm. They've been logging over 40 minutes a nope. game. And this feels like a conversation that we've had over and over over the course of the season. We spent a lot of time waiting on the Nets, right? You said. We were waiting on them. They never arrived with James Harden. We started waiting on them again, waiting on Ben Simmons. At what point should we just stop waiting and be like, all right, this is it.
4: This is what they should be expected to be when the season started. Right now, because they're in the playoffs and everyone knows that when Katie and Kyrie touch the floor, there's a good chance that they can win games no matter who they're playing with. So the Brooklyn Nets, we shouldn't say, all right, it's next year for a championship the shot is right now. And based on how things have, you know, gone with Ben Simmons, I know we'll probably get to that later in the show, but, like, they've been competitive in these games. It just was that KD hasn't been able to find his killer assassin, you know, mentality. And that's largely, you know, maybe exhaustion based on the numbers, but also the defense knowing that it's not easy when you run and I'm going to just get up and, like, get bumped here. You're like, oh, that gets in your head. And then you come around and you get bumped here. <laughs> uh, and then you come in here and you're trying to, you're trying you to jab. To get me and then too. both of y'all are closing out. Like, that gets in your head when More it's closer. every yeah. single okay. possession. We just defended
2: a WNBA yeah. player um, pretty
4: well. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> barely. But, but my point is that like it gets in your head. So for KD, he's it's not like he's not, he's definitely capable of getting through this. It just is the circumstances when Kyrie is not playing great are just so much harder for him.
5: Well, when I look at it, it's just they just found they just got matched up with the wrong team. Right? Playoffs come down to matchups. You look at this Celtic team, I don't believe there's no other team in the NBA that has this type of personnel, right? When you look at Jason Tatum, his lint, his, actually KD mentored him in the Olympics, shame on him, right? And then you look at Al Horford, like you said, Grant Williams. Jalen Brown, and look, we haven't even mentioned March, Marcus Smart, who's the Defensive Player of the Year. That's why Kyrie was affected yesterday. If you watch, if you watch, uh, you know Kyrie last night and Marcus Smart, the way he was guarding him, he was physical with him, he was pushing him around, and then on top of that, Kyrie is already going through his religion stage for for him fasting. Yeah. So you out there with a really a lack of energy, and you have to battle a, a battle like you know Marcus Smart. Let me tell you what happens with Marcus Smart if you have a cage full of lines five lines and you throw As Marcus and you throw, and you throw Marcus smart in there guess what you got I'
2: I don't think that's going
5: well for Marcus Smart. No, no, no. You got six lines, okay? okay. That's what happened because he's right. going to adapt because that's exactly who the hell he is. I <laughs> thought
2: you were going to say hey, no more Lions. Like I thought gonna the Lions the were going to come, or come out, but like... come
5: out not well. No, you that got that five way. lines, you throw Marcus Martin, you <laughs> get six lines.
2: Okay. I'm glad you mentioned Grant Williams because mm-hmm. the unsung heroes of that game for Boston were Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard who made shots. When Big Boston's shots. offense was in mud a little bit, and Grant mm-hmm. Williams had 17 points on four shot attempts, four field goal attempts. And look, Kyrie's got to take more than 13 shots and two free throws. But to me, this is about Boston, like Perk said. And when you tell them, we're waiting on the nets. When are we going to win? It's now because they're down 2-0 in the playoffs. They have two games. And I can tell you this, the Celtics are looking at those two road games and saying, why can't we get both of them? They're yep. going down to sweep the Nets. That's mm-hmm. what they want. They're not satisfied with the split. They think they can sweep the Nets right out of the playoffs. So Celtics in blank. I had Celtics in six before the series. I'll stick with Celtics in six. But I'll tell you what, we're closer to Celtics in five, five. than we are to Nets in anything.
4: Agreed. Cosine, I had six. But I was, that was conservative.
5: Uh, I actually didn't pick anyone, but now that I can, I'm going Celtics and six. Five, oh, I four.
4: thought you were going to go the four, four Mr. Right. Celtics. Right I thought no, it
1: was. No. Can we? Oh. Our high five was kind of crappy. Can we do it one more time? No, it's the other hand. That's oh, the problem. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> there you go. All right, still ahead on NBA today. Everyone <laughs> counted out the Bulls, but not so fast, my friend. DeMar DeRozan's big night discussed next, along with Chris Middleton's injury. And from a big upset to the biggest shot of the night, Joel Embiid. My goodness, is Philly surfacing as a title contender. And speaking of championships, a guy who's won a cool four of them, the big Aristotle. He joins us in just a little bit. I think it's my favorite Shaq nickname.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, on Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
2: NBA Today is brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill.
6: DeRozan, fake shot, no good. That's to the outside and that's going to do it.
7: Most of the shots I took, wide open. Wide open. Wide open. I live with him again. No way in hell I shoot. Six
4: to 25 again.
3: DeRozan, 16-footer, knocks it down. Guarded oh, oh, oh. by onto the
0: cool ball. Pulls up in his face.
3: Oh, my goodness! He's cooking with gas, folks! DeRozan down the lane. Hayes! and hits! Ice! Cold! He's got 41!
7: Trying to understand the moment. Brand new start, brand new mindset. This is a new opportunity for us to go out there and compete.
1: I mean, I'd say that's how you bounce back from a shaky game oh. one. DeMar DeRozan, he did not fear the deer, oh. especially on that play there. Cheney. walk us through the end of the game.
4: You know what? When you're going up against the defending champs, you have to find a way to win possessions, especially what helps you is when you get extra possessions. So run me my tape producer, Quay baby. I'm going to say that again later in the show. But watch this final possession that really dictated the game. It's a one-possession game here. Caruso has the ball. They're trying to get it to DeMar, who finished with 41. Mm. He's being guarded by Drew Holiday three-time all defensive so this is a good matchup where you don't really need to send help but watch this Caruso small but subtle gets positioned to get the rebound they stay alive to try to extend the game and ice it through the shot clock again Caruso gets the ball you're always supposed to be in the quarter when someone drives baseline way to be where you're supposed to be get this another look and they end up look look this is where if you're the Bucks you have to get the ball to get a shot And they don't. One more time here, DeMar gets the ball. This is a third shot on the same possession for them to ice the game. And they get the best look after putting in effort three times in a row. This is DeMar on Giannis and that tough finish. And I actually watched this during the game. He stayed on the ground like, it took all of my energy to be able to finish this. The Chicago Bulls have been extremely impressive, especially over the course of the entire four quarters. They played every possession as you're supposed to expect. And most importantly, this is where they built their confidence. This is where they built they're Moxie knowing that hey, we can go toe-to-toe with the defending champs. Mm. Maybe we have now made this a series.
1: Well, and what a
4: turnaround it was for DeRozan, right?
1: I mean, when you look at that, he scored 16 points on eight of eight shooting with Giannis as his closest defender in game two after missing all four of his attempts against Attacumpo in game one. Now get this: the eight baskets, they are tied for the most makes without a miss by one player versus any other in a playoff game during the last nine years. That's when we've been tracking that kind of data. Did you get all that? Yeah, yeah. right. here's the big news though coming out of that game. Chris Middleton leaving with a left leg injury on this play here. Take a look. He slipped on this drive it looked like in the fourth quarter. We're still awaiting results from his MRI that Coach Mike Budenholzer said that he would be getting today. But Budenholzer said that based on the exam, it looked like he had a sprained MCL. So they're waiting to see the severity and to confirm that diagnosis based on this MRI. So back here with Zach and Perk and while we're still awaiting an exact timeline for Middleton here. The other injury news, earlier today, Brian Windhorst reported that the Sun star, Devin Booker, he's going to be out two to three weeks Mm. with a grade one right hamstring strain. So, Zach, is there anything that you can add here?
2: Yeah, I've heard some optimism that this could be much closer to two weeks Mm. than three, but obviously we're going to find out as as the healing process takes place, but uh, there's hope that it's going to be around two weeks.
1: Two weeks, but that's still, you know, round one. That's still round one. So my question to the panel here is whose absence is going to make it harder for a finals rematch? Perk, I'm going to start with you.
5: You know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Devin Booker missing these two weeks, meaning he could possibly miss three or four games. Um, the series is tied one-one, and I'm gonna say this: I said it yesterday. Brandon Ingram now is the best player in this series, and so I picked the Pelicans to win this series. So with that being said, <laughs> that means the Suns can't reach the finals.
4: Yeah, I, I have to agree with Perk. Devin Booker, his absence. It like
5: so, like, you know. I am agreeing
4: to with, agree Perk with Perk. I am agreeing with Perk. Yay! <laughs> uh, and I say this because Devin Booker, I mean, that guy, he was in the conversation for most valuable player. Uh, best player, you know, best scorer on the best team in, in the NBA for the entire season. And so to not have that threat outside on the perimeter, the guy that just gets cool, quiet buckets, but also knows how to lead his team, especially this team is clutch. And that's largely because mm-hmm. when he's outside you can't help off of him so Devin Booker his absence is going to be felt more
2: I will happily disagree oh. with both of you I think it's Chris Middleton because this the, first the Bulls are better than the Pelicans mm. even though the Pelicans are rolling right now the Bulls are betting credit to the Bulls everyone I thought this was a walkover for the Bucks. I was dead wrong the Bulls have come out with fight tenacity spirit their stars have showed up particularly last night but the Bucks, something's wrong with the Bucks. Mm. they look disinterested mm-hmm. sloppy suddenly kind of like shallow and unathletic around Giannis like some they just don't look right I thought game one I chalked up game one to they didn't respect the Bulls and they just came out like eh And I would have bet a lot of money, thank God I don't bet, that they would have rolled the Bulls last night because that's just what it felt like. Okay, we got our wake-up call, we escaped, let's hit the punch. And the Bulls came and punched them last night, and they just didn't really have a great punch back. I don't like the way they look so far.
1: Well, in Game 1, Chris Middleton had 7 turnovers and 11 points in this series, I believe. And then Game Two, we saw a little bit more from him before he left the game. I just, when I think back to the Finals last year, obviously we all remember what Giannis Atentikumbo did in Game Six. But Chris Middleton, he had a game where he had 40 points in the Finals and essentially won them. He had that one game.
2: crazy fourth quarter after another in exactly. that championship. Exactly. And run. so
1: to me, it's like you can't overlook just because Giannis Atentikumbo. I think the difference, what you're saying, is Devin Booker is the best player on the Suns versus Giannis is the best player on the Bucks, and Giannis is still out there but you can't overlook what chris middleton does for this team today
4: but you know i think it all comes down to timing cuz right now we're talking about the first round of the playoffs right and so you know the the bucks can probably still get their ish together and realize (laughs) that hey you know we still have Giannis Giannis is capable like I know what is going on Giannis is still capable of dropping 40 if necessary 50 if necessary to get us playoff wins we can still weather the storm with Devin Booker it's a little bit more of a puzzle for them to beat the Pelicans who mind you the Pelicans are playing great basketball and like you said Perk on the floor you know sort of how like DeMar felt like he was the best player towards the end during that final stretch it seems like Brandon Ingram sort of walked around like I'm the best player realizing that, hey, I have, you know, the ability to get jiggy now. I don't know even know well, what these words are coming out of my mouth. Well, <laughs> I,
5: had, I, picked, I, picked, I actually picked this Bulls and Bucks series to go six, and now I think it's going oh. seven. But with Chris Middleton being out, here's the opportunity for Giannis Antetokounmpo to show us, one, that he's the best player in the world, two, that he's the most dominant player in the world. And I always, I'm always go back to this, right? who is who? who's going to be the best player in this series who is the best player in this series no disrespect to Levine or DeRozan but it's Giannis and so now it's time for Giannis to take his game to another level in the absence of Chris Middleton and show the world why he's Giannis Antetokounmpo
1: well listening to him last night he knows that he said Chris Middleton doesn't come out of games unless he's really hurting <laughs> that's the point that he said that he knew that something was up was when Chris left because Chris doesn't do that but he also said right now it doesn't seem like we're having a whole lot of fun. And if we're not going to have fun, then we should pack it up and go home. Mm. So they need to flip a switch. And Giannis, it seems like this is when he's like, all right. He, and he also said, I've been there. I was the guy last year that I, I know how this feels. I know what it's like to be on the outside looking in, and I watch them step up for me. So I think he knows, Perk, that he's going to have to, you know, step up for them. Still ahead, though, on NBA Today. Speaking of stepping up, a doc outcoached a nurse. See what I did there?
0: Philly yeah. <laughs> finds uh, himself up uh, three games tonight. Uh, hey,
1: What's the ceiling for Embiid and company? The Dubs, they will be trying to join that 3-0 club tonight. What Shanae sees with Golden State's new small ball lineup and Jordan Poole. And I bury the lead here because Shaq, he the, the show in a matter of minutes. His thoughts on whether KD and Kyrie are done and so much more as NBA Today rolls on.
6: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
4: Point nine for the Sixers to shoot.
0: Embiid turns fires for the win. Joel Embiid. You've had some big shots in your career. Where does that one rank for you? I mean, obviously, that's the best one.
1: trying to say how much I love Kate Scott on the call. What we love finish her? finish in Toronto. Joel Embiid, perhaps exercising some of the demons from that 2019 Game 7 mm. loss in Toronto, right? Now, what preceded that shot was Doc Rivers calling a crucial timeout with just about .9 seconds left on the shot clock. Doc was mic'd up in the huddle, and we got an inside look at exactly how this moment went down.
7: George, this is you. Danny, you're taking the ball out. On the hit,
5: on the hit. Bam, right when he gets past you, George, you're running
1: out, Tobias, you're picking him, and then you're popping all right? I mean, how cool is that? Look at the shot, but to be able to hear Doc call up the play
4: and then see it broken down like that, I mean, it's just, that's just Awesome. And also the fact that you're running the game winning three play for Joel Embiid to center. Mm-hmm. Like look how far the NBA has come and just how natural he is. We saw in prior, the prior game that baseline corner turn around no look three and then now you have a game winner. Well I think we, it's his first effort right? We saw that there was a
1: timeout. We saw the drawing it up. We saw the execution. So Perk to you what was the most crucial part of that sequence?
5: Well, you know what? One, it was Doc Rivers actually running across the court to actually call the timeout. That's coaching. Two, it was him getting the attention and awareness in the timeout to make sure that everybody was dialed in because, again, it's five people on the floor. It only takes one to mess up the play. Three, it's the trust that those players have in Doc Rivers and Doc Rivers have in his MVP to run that type of play for his center to get the ball basically off a curl, not looking at the basket to turn and shoot like he was J.J. Redick or or Reggie Miller or somebody. So when I think about Doc and I'm thinking about this series, all I was hearing was was that Nick Nurse is going to Post circles around Doc Rivers. It looked like the complete opposite to me. I have faith in Doc Rivers when it comes to putting guys in position to be successful offensively because Doc Rivers used to go to sleep with his clipboard on the side of the bed because he used to think of plays and he didn't want to forget them. Pop out of his sleep or if he happened to wake up and a play was going on, he would draw it up so he wouldn't forget them. When we were in, in practices, we used to work on five-second type situations, point, point .6 type of situations, and he would make it clear, I need everyone to focus. We started getting fined if everyone wasn't standing up watching Doc Rivers draw <laughs> plays in a timeout.
1: It's like a little dream journal. Zach, you have some plays from Joel Embiid that I you want to highlight.
2: First I just want to say I love how genuine Joel Embiid is. He doesn't care about looking yes. cool and there's so such great poetry from crying in Toronto to just the, just the joy and the celebration. Yeah. He mm-hmm. didn't, doesn't care about looking cool, He's so genuine. But yeah, I think the most underrated part of Joel Embiid's game is actually how smart he is. He outthinks teams all the time. He plays from one step ahead. And here are just two small examples that probably nobody noticed. This help on Pascal Siakam who's ISOing Tobias Harris, there's Joel in the back line. He comes and then he's back to his guy. The pass is not even out of Siakam's hand. He's already moving back. Mm. That That is knowing what you're going to do before you do it. And here he comes now on offense and he just oh. does it. This is just outrageous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's no X's nothing and O's there. Do. That's just outrageous. And then this pass out of his zone that gave him some trouble a little bit. Again the ball here's Pascal leaning toward him on the help. The ball is out of his hands instantly. You don't make that pass that quickly with the help defender still leaning toward you, leaning the wrong way unless you know two steps ahead what you're going to do. And I just think Joel is huge. He has great touch. We all talk about his footwork all the time. We don't talk enough about how smart he is. He outthinks mm-hmm. the other team on a game to game, play to play basis. Did you vote last for? night was a great example. Did you exam. vote for I voted him
1: second in all in MVP. Uh, when did uh, this okay. become a scandal asked, that asked, someone I mean, finished second praise. in MVP That was high voting.
5: praise just now. I just thought you made a well, we know, all
1: we know where Well, we know where you voted, Big Perk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you voted for him for MVP. Tomorrow, though, we have a big night of some Game 3s on ESPN and ABC. The Heat and Hawks, they're at 7 Eastern on ESPN. The Bulls and the Bucks they're on ABC at 8.30 Eastern. And then finally, the Suns, they take on the Pelicans on ESPN. All three are available on Deportes, the radio, and our App. Coming up on NBA Today, one of the most Ooh. dominant and charismatic players of all time Shaq joins the show.
7: I like doing things that's memorable, yeah. I'm not a normal guy so I do normal things. Superman, the son of Jharrel, Shaq Fu, the big shamrock, the big Aristotle, the big cactus, the diesel. I wanted to be somebody different, sort of like a freak of nature type difference.
1: Breaking news Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren transitioning from the kennel to playing with the big dogs as the freshman center declared for the NBA draft today with our Adrian Wojnarowski Holmgren who has caught the eye of scouts over the past few years is slated as the number one overall pick that's according to ESPN's Jonathan Gavoni. so here's a look at our latest NBA mock draft with Holmgren slated to go number one overall after his standout freshman season at Gonzaga he's followed by top three Jabari Smith and Paolo Bancaro. So we now bring in our ESPN NBA draft guru, Mike Schmidt. my God. You've been watching Chet. I missed you, man. We missed you. I missed you, guys. You've been watching Chet up close, though. What stands out about his game?
3: Well, he is arguably the most unique prospect I've ever evaluated. And I can tell you all the things he do and describe him as a player. But I just want to show you because his film really, really pops. And he does it on both ends of the floor, okay? So do not confuse skinny with soft, Perk. I'm telling you, he's giving up 55 pounds here to Jalen Duran, But he's going to scrap. He's going to fight. He's going to claw. And then look at the length. 7'6 wingspan, huge standing reach. His competitiveness is one of his best qualities. And then he can also guard in the perimeter and he can protect the rim at a high level. So look at the vision, all right, Perk? He can see all five guys on the floor, at least offensively. Then look at the ground he's gonna cover. Mm. The verticality technique as well. So the timing, the instincts, he's gonna fight on the inside and then show the rim protection. And then look at this, man, the pirouette, okay? So he sees the defender in the gap, digging at the ball. He's gonna spin back to his other shoulder and then the dunk, the hammer, really impressive stuff there from Chet. And then a little bit of Dirk, the right shoulder, one-legged, follow away. Over the 9'8 standing reach of Mark Williams, he has the measurement of Rudy Gobert, wow. okay, and so that's going to translate. Oh, and then, by the way, the cherry on top, you can bring him off of handoffs, you can run him off of screens, he can handle in transition, so he is truly a modern positionless player. Perk, you play with a lot of different players, seen a lot of different players. How does this translate?
5: It, I mean, you were on point like Rondo as usual, but look, when I look at Shady, like he's so unique for his mindset, his skill set, but he, look, he's everything that a coach would want in the big. He possibly could be the next M.B. Jokic, but I would say he has a splash of Prozingas in him with a different type of mindset just because of his build. But as far as his tenacity, Prozingas don't have his tenacity in my opinion, and I'm not knocking Prozingas, I'm just keeping it real. But when I look at this young fella in his, like, his ceiling is through the roof.
1: Do you ever confuse skinny for not strong, Perk?
5: No, nah, not at all. Not at all. I mean, because you could be wiry strong.
3: You look, okay. w, look slim, Perk. Yep. Oh,
1: yeah. Hey, you the third person at this end? Come on, man. Oh God. <laughs> bring him on all the time. There you go. You're looking slim and trim, Big Perk, Mike Schmitz. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. He will be back a whole lot more as the draft approaches. But coming up, The smiling face that you see on your screen, the one and only Shaquille O'Neal, he joins the show to talk all things playoffs. Do not miss that. That's next. See, Was Was he frozen? I I don't think he was frozen. Like, this is incredible. How does he stay that still? Like, what?
6: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
0: With the first pick in the 1992 NBA
6: Draft, the Orlando Magic selects
3: Shaquille O'Neal.
7: Shaq. Uh, he's the greatest of the
2: universe.
5: O'Neal
6: runs the floor, takes it all the way! Shaquille.
1: Now, welcome in one of the 75 greatest players of all time, the big Diesel, the big Aristotle, a fourth of TNT's inside the NBA, Shaquille O'Neal. Thank you so much for joining us on NBA today, my friend.
7: Who else is doing the show with us?
1: We got Perk and we got Cheney Agumike.
7: Oh, okay, we got Perk. I got to put my big boy glasses on. Big Perk coming in here. I'm ready for you, big Perk. San Antonio, Texas, stand up.
1: (laughs) You got Chanae from Texas, too. We got a whole Texas. I'm feeling a little bit left out here. Here's where we're going to start, though, Shaq. We have to start with a guy that you've called the best player in the world at times, Kevin Durant. He was mostly locked up, right, with the Celtics. They took a commanding 2-0 lead. You've been known to give some tough advice to some of the game's biggest stars. What advice do you have for your fellow NBA 75? fiber ahead of the series shifting to Brooklyn now.
7: Well, you must have to understand that when you're a prolific scorer like Kevin Durant, the defense never shuts you down. Mm. They can throw a lot of things at you. That's the mentality we have. So he's saying, hey, I had a bad game. But guess what? I'm about to go to my crib, sleep in my bed. My mama's gonna come over and cook some fried chicken and macaroni. <laughs> my fan's gonna be behind me and it's gonna be cracking. And then a- a- another way we think is we never want to have two bad games in a row. So you know listen he's a scorer he's a shooter i could never give him advice but i wouldn't say they shut him down like look defense too they threw two and three guys at him a lot of times we've seen him hit those shots over his career just wasn't falling last night so i'm sure his mentality is i just didn't make shots not oh the defense stopped me Mm,
1: yeah well it wasn't falling last night it wasn't really falling Uh in game one
7: for example, when Perk used to be down there following me, holding me, and I missed a jump I don't think he was stopping me you had stopping me, Perk, you know I was
4: just missing that game, you know what I'm saying? It was and one, Perk, and one. So you gotta make sure to let
5: him know, Big Perk. I caught the old Shaq at the time. I caught the old Shaq. It wasn't a Shaq in his prime, thank God. I caught the old version of Shaq.
1: <laughs> well, you, speaking of that, you dominated at center, right, for the better of two decades. So describe your reaction to what your fellow seven-footer, Joel M. B did last night to put the 76ers up 3-0, Shaq.
7: He gets the golf club. Look, we've been, we've been on him. Listen, we know the game has changed, but we've been on him to be more dominant. Dominant to me is 28-15. Mm. When you get into the playoffs, try to add five to your PPG. We know you can shoot the jumper, but a lot of times you have to make the game easy for yourself and for your teammate. For example, if you get down low, of course Toronto's going to panic, they're going to double, and you can get Maxi open. Maxie's been playing well. You can make it easier for James. We can make it easy for my guy to buy, to buy it, but he's been mixing up very, very nice. I'm so proud of Joel. He's my favorite for MVP. I don't know how anybody else even may could even be mentioned. of is playing great. Uh, you know, Giannis is playing great, but nobody is playing as, as well as uh, uh
1: Joe and too. Big, Big Perk, I think, agrees with you on that. Let's bring Big Perk in over here. Perk, what do you think about this back and forth with the MVP discussion? What do you want to let Shaq know?
5: Well, I mean, first of all, I knew, man, Shaq was going to be tied together like shoelaces because I voted for Joe L and B. Here's the thing, Shaq, right? When you look at these two bigs and you look at Joe L and B and you look at Jokic, I, I'm, I'm going off the eye test, right? I just want to know when you look at these two bigs, what makes you think that MB has the nod over Jokic? Because Jokic actually have the numbers too, but Joel and B from the eye test just looks more like his presence is felt more, in my
7: opinion. I just want to know yours. First of all, Perk, when you talk to me, don't be talking to me in your ESP and professional voice. You <laughs> sound Don't you, <laughs> oh, you stop. Oh, that boy sounds so good. <laughs> uh, Man, that boy sounded good, uh, Perk. you get the golf club boy. You sounded good <laughs> up there. there you go. oh, but, but you know, it was always a, was always a misunderstanding on what the MVP should be. I always thought whoever was the baddest guy in the league is the MVP, and you know, right now he's the baddest guy in the league. But then somewhere it's, oh, whoever had the best record, and whoever did this, whoever did that. Listen, nobody's playing like Joel right now, so Mm. I don't know how these guys vote. I don't know what they're looking at, but me, like you said, the eye test, my eyes running. Like you said, the eye test. Joe and B is the best team management game right mm-hmm. No disrespect to the other two, because they are playing fabulous. They and, are great.
4: And a quick but, follow up, but, you know, as a center, oh. shack, you know, it's really oh, wait, interesting.
7: Oh, wait, wait,
4: wait, wait. wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I'm
7: talking laughs> you gotta to, switch the glass. Oh gosh. I'm talking to a queen, so I gotta put on my oh. hat. <laughs> yeah, go
4: ahead. Um, you know, you, when you think about the evolution of the center position, you traditionally back to the basket, but you look at a. Joel well, Embiid, it seems like there's a big difference in knocking down the three versus falling in love with the three. Is that something you've noticed with Joel's game as well?
7: So I want to ask Perk, is it the evolution of the evolution? Like, I don't like big guys stepping out and shooting three. So If you guys want to call it evolution, I'm not going to be a hater. But, you know, if you have that ability to do it, I say go out and do it. But, you know, if it's not falling, I don't think it's something you should, you know, just, you know, continue to do. I think you always have to mix it up. When you're a dominant, you know, big man, it's always easier to get your teammates involved. You want Steph Curry coming off, picking rolls, tiring himself out, or you want to get me the ball down on them when a double, go ahead, Steph, go to your spot, and I'll kick it right to them.
1: Sha- so I don't my- know if it's evolution or de-evolution, but I, I'm uh, enjoying watching what I'm seeing right now. Hmm. I mean, last night it seemed to be evolution when he hit that shot, but I, I see what you're saying. My producers are begging me to play a game that they want to call shack or whack i'm going to ignore the name <laughs> and just explain the rules you're a four-time champion you're a three-time finals mvp you're perhaps the most dominant player of all time so that would classify that? as a shack you my friend a whack perhaps. no chance. perhaps <laughs> perhaps <I'm laughs> and we a, can't just wait no, <laughs> the there you go I'm, Whack means right. something has no chance of happening. So like the, the perhaps that I just said. Those, <laughs> those it's those big glasses. No. Chine, it's those big glasses. Sinead, lead us off. Right. OK,
4: so we're going to try to determine whether something is Shaq, on point, or whack, as in whack. Let's start with the <laughs> right. Nets, Shaq. If the Nets lose game three and then they end up getting swept, is that Shaq or is that whack?
7: Probably be whack. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it would be whack, appreciate it. Look, it would be whack if they get swept. I appreciate that, I'm doubling down. Look, Shaq, Shaq or whack? You know I don't wanna say whack, two Texas boys. Look, Texas lady up here. Thank you. You know how we hold it down. Look, Devin Booker is out with his hamstring injury, right? Likely to miss two games. Shaq, let me ask you this. Is it Shaq or whack? The Pelicans can win this series.
2: <laughs>
5: oh.
7: Right there. up to I knew it. I knew it. It's all up to uh, Mr. Hinkle. Like I I knew he could play, but he showed me something the other day. He showed me that, hey, give me the ball, move out the way, let me go to work. Kinda of like what you know Paul Pierce and you know uh, Kevin Garnett used to do with you guys. He took over that game. So if he can give me three more games like this, like right here, just pull up in his face, black. If he can do that for three more games, then yes, they have a chance. All right. I believe you can.
1: Shanae and I like to dance on this show. Oh. We probably could use a little icy hot after oh. pulling some of our hammies on some of those moves. Shaq, <laughs> tell us about the icy hot comeback courts.
7: Well, you know, I've, I've, uh, I have assembled icy hot squad, a team of athletes from different professional sports. Mm. The, the uh, athletes such as yourself are inviting what it means to rise up from pain. and disease from, uh, you know. You know, uh, excuse me, demonstrate resilience. And, you know, the comeback courts. We're just raising money and just going around certain neighborhoods in the hood, just you know, rebuilding courts. And Isaiah has been my partner for a while, and I mean, we just want to give these kids, you know, something to do.
1: Shaquille O'Neal, thank you so much for joining. Oh, golf claps, everybody! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. it's a golf clap. Shaquille yeah. O'Neal, thank you so much for joining for, for, us on NBA Today. Yeah.
7: And Perk, don't ever talk to me in your professional voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: we'll bring the glasses next time. <laughs> <laughs>
7: you know? All right. Bye-bye.
1: Up next, Jordan Poole has been cooking in his starting role. So wait until you hear what Steph had to say about the adjustments he has to make moving forward. That sound next when we're back in 60 seconds. Stop
6: me. Run it up,
0: yeah. run it up,
6: Whoa. run it up.
1: So the Mavs Jazz Series is currently tied at 1-1. Game three is tonight, and Luka is currently listed as questionable. But for more on Luka's status, I want to bring in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski here. Woj, will we see Luka on the court tonight?
3: Malik, I'm told it's unlikely that there's still a significant amount of pessimism around the possibility of Doncic being able to play in game three. He's improved. That left calf strain uh, has gotten better. He's been able to do more on the court, uh, worked out today It's shoot around. And Jason Kidd said you know, they'd see around game time, but I'm told uh, that it is unlikely. But certainly, he's getting closer to a return. And Dallas tying the series up 1-1, headed back to Utah, perhaps bought him a little time for the possibility maybe of a Game 4 return Saturday.
1: So pessimism for tonight, but a Game 4 return could still be on the horizon. Adrian Wojnarowski, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Also tonight, Game 3 of the Warriors' Nuggets series shifts to Denver, and Steph Curry has been coming off the bench in the first two games, so here he was earlier today on his starting role.
5: Hopefully I've demonstrated that at the end of the day it really doesn't matter. Um, It's about... Obviously, who's in that closing lineup, but also, like, when you're ready to go and your numbers call, like, just being ready for whatever it looks like. It's difficult decisions, I I think, for coaches to just try to figure out what's the right move. But at the end of the day, it's on all of us to make the necessary adjustments just to be ready and make it about winning.
1: So, one potential option, right, is to start Steph along with Clay and Jordan Poole. The Warriors have outscored the Nuggets 51 to 31 in just 15 minutes Woo. with that trio on the floor in this series. So, big perk, what would you do? Uh,
5: if I was who? Steve Kerr. Oh, nothing, you, you know what? I want to give a shout-out to Steve Kerr and Steph Curry because not only is he setting a bar for a lot of quote-unquote superstars around the league, he set, Steph is setting a great example for all the ones that are trying to make it to the NBA, okay? It's not where you start, it's how you finish. You want to finish the game. Starting means nothing.
4: Yeah, and also that humility. I think you mentioned it yesterday on the show, Perk, that Steph was able to just really take to the bench and not really care, and he was ready. You stay ready. On this show, you hear this. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Just,
5: no, stay petty. So
4: oh, petty, but I think ready is more yeah, applicable like when it comes yeah, to like the that. Warriors. So yeah. I just like the humility that Steph has showed the world. Well, and what he's proven now is they have several options
1: that they could go Ooh. to and they could deploy here, whether that's to start. the pool party. Lethal Wait, Weapon 3. I still like full. Party. We are the boys yeah. you know, in know the, uh, the splash brothers, the pool party. Well, it, it works. I like that works. a little so bit better. Easy. We'll, we'll, give you we'll workshop it though. Book. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much we for watching you. NBA Today. And live yeah, no. is coming up What's next. Good? What's up, we'll be back tomorrow. Oh, uh, uh, Laura. She's the best.
4: V. Well, you're Laura. the go-to, so. I was going
0: to say, you know. that oh, <laughs> <lot of> work. <laughs>